Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. We're so excited about this 91st podcast and we're moving along through the book of Philippians and we're what we're doing, Stephanie, is we're taking this idea of hurting hearts and PTSD and uh, connecting it. It's real easy to connect to the prison apostles. It's it's real easy to know that, you know, here's Paul. He's in jail. He's, he's shackled to somebody. His life is upside down. But, you know, the word of God can't be imprisoned. The Holy Spirit of God can't be imprisoned. God is still working. God's working in the midst of Paul, in the midst of the tragedy, in the midst of the jailing, in the midst of being in prison and all those different things. And and God's still doing a work. And for some of you who are listening today, let me tell you this. God can do a work through you. And I know some of you are imprisoned by your thoughts and uh, many of the things you went through with PTSD, but I want to let you know that God, God is not held to those thoughts. He's not imprisoned. His, uh, His word is is everywhere. His word can still change your life. His Holy Spirit in your heart can turn things around. He can turn your life the right side up because uh, most of us, when we go to Him, are upside down, and we're in the lowest place we can be. All we can do is look up and. Uh, I'm thankful that we have a God to look up to. Well, good morning to you, Stephanie. How are you today? You know what? I'm doing pretty good, Doug. Praise God. And uh, it's great to have Stephanie. Stephanie's actually calling from Iowa today. And I'm in South Carolina. But we want to hop right into God's Word here in Philippians and talk about it. And, and, and just to let you folks know, you can always get a hold of us and have some input and and things of that nature. And uh, But we're over in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 1, starting in verse number 12. But I would ye understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Now, I'm kind of blown away right here, Stephanie. He's saying, you know, I'm in jail. My life is upside down. They've tried to kill me. I've been shipwrecked. I've I've had people pining for me. I've had people looking for me. I've had my life upside down. And what does Paul say? Paul says, you know what? God can still use me. And, and the gospel, it's still there. And maybe these things have happened. Uh, maybe it's it's here for the furtherance of the gospel. Maybe I'm going through all this junk. Maybe my reality and all this junk and being upside down and being hurt and having my heart broken and everything leads to this place. And this place yeah. is serving God the best we can. And it says in verse 13, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and I will rejoice. And I thank God for that. I thank God for this wonderful opportunity to sit here and look at his word and know that everything in our life, Stephanie, every single thing that ever happened in our lives, God can use for the furtherance of the gospel. God can use that terrible day of martyrdom on October 30th, 2018. 
God can use Willie Vernon Watson dying in my arms while uh, his blood pumped through my face. And God can use that for the furtherance of the gospel. And God can use those terrible things that you folks have been through and the acts of molestation, the, the criminal acts, the, the accidents, seeing all these things, hurting people, being part of that. God can use all that for his glory. If we'll just turn that around and look at that. And and uh, I believe right here in 12, we see that his chains or this imprisonment was divinely planned by God to use. And you know, Stephanie, people don't like to hear that, that they went through something so that God can use that. And uh, so what say you on that this morning, Stephanie? Well, I think there, it boils down to the fact that um, Paul sets before us an example here of the whole purpose of his life was to fulfill the purpose God had for him. And he knew God had told him early on, you know, I've sent you to be a light into the Gentiles. Paul knew the purpose of his life was to take the gospel to the lost. And for each one of us who knows the Lord as our savior, that is to be our primary purpose, whatever else we're doing in life. So, First and foremost, we're a Christian and we're to be his light. So somehow we, we can turn around these these negatives in our life. And, yes. And, and we can we can make them mean something. We can, uh, right. I, I mean, friends, I've, I'm always talking to people, and I know you are too, Stephanie, who says, you know, this meant nothing in my life. It had no significance or, or this person's death had no significance or this person's life. And I'm here to tell you that Paul's saying, listen, it has all kinds of significance. It's it's yes. there for the furtherance of the gospel. It's there to come up mm-hmm. alongside of brethren. It's there to make a difference in people's life. It's there so God can make your heart tender. It's there so you can be a better person. And I, I've got this poem I want to read. And, and uh, so this kind of goes along with what we're working. I pulled it out a little while ago. It says, not till each loom is silent and the shuttle cease to fly, shall God reveal the pattern and explain the reason why. The dock threads were as needed in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads in gold and silver for the pattern which he planned. Isn't that beautiful? It's knowing, it Stephanie. It's, it's God can use it. So so how, how, here we are back again. We always hit you with the hows because you're the answer woman of the day, the answer lady. No. How, 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 someone's sitting there and they're listening to this message today and they're saying, okay, I'm in. Where do I get started? Yeah. Well, I think it starts with, we have to make a choice. Um, I remember the day Charles was killed of being hit in even still in the car, holding him, um, trying to stop blood flow that I couldn't stop because there was, it was coming from everywhere and being hit with the fact of right now, I either choose to believe that God's in control or I choose to believe that He's not real, and he could care less what happens to me. And there's that choice that we have that God, you know, we have that choice every moment of every day. But when you're hit with those trials in life that leave you crippled, you have to make, first and foremost, make that choice of who am I going to trust? Myself, my circumstances, what I can see. Or am I going to choose to trust a God I can't see with the human eye? Or that I choose to trust because I know he's true. I know he does not lie. And he has promised 
that yeah. he will work all things together for good. And so I think it really comes down to where's our trust, where's our focus, yeah. and that sets the foundation for making it through. And that's, or even, you know, yeah. yeah. And that's what Paul's, I think that's what Paul's saying here. Is I, th I think that's what this is all about. Is it's, you know, I've made a decision that I'm going to be chained. I'm going to be, you know, I'm hooked to this dude here. And while I'm there, I'm going to be right with God. And I'm going to okay. share the gospel. I'm going to make a difference. And I, I think you just hit it. Again, I always tell you, you hit the nail on the head. But I, I think, you know, when we're out here talking to people today, some people are, they're still at that stage, Stephanie, where they're laying on their couch. They're still at that stage where uh, the hurt is so great, it's hard to carry. And uh, uh, how do we help them? How do we, how can we help get them off the couch to the next stage? What, what do we recommend? What do we do uh, to get them off the couch stage? Well, I think for one thing, if you're dealing with someone who's reached that point of, of hopelessness, of um, apathy, and that can come in different forms. Um, I would have never viewed myself as apathetic after Charles had died. Um, but as I look back, I very much internally had become apathetic in the sense of I did not want to do anything, but as I very clearly told you, dig a hole and bury myself. I, and, and inside I had sort of already done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so being willing, I think, to just be, be someone's friend, um, there may be a step process. You know, you, the first step may be, hey, go take a shower, clean up. If you're a woman, you know, put your makeup on, do your hair. Let me take you to go get a manicure, pedicure. Let's go for lunch. Right. Let's go for coffee. Just, you know, in it, you know, chai a chai tea oh. latte might be the way to go. Praise be to God. Yeah, Being as how I haven't had one in a while, I think I think I'm starting to have withdrawal. But anyways, um, that might you know just the baby steps. Call them on the phone. Say hey, you know, a couple of us ladies are getting together for a prayer meeting. Why don't you just come over and join us? You don't have to pray, but just just come. Invite you know invite people out. Be their friend. Um, I know we've had Rhonda um, on a podcast, but she was a great blessing that way. Yeah. Um, just did little things with me that didn't force me to do like over the top. Let's go do a road trip a thousand miles away. Um, she didn't freak me out with stuff like that. Just little things that would help me because when you reach that point of hopelessness, yeah, you need a friend. And so be someone's friend, be there to encourage them and pray for them. You know, you don't, we always underestimate the power of prayer and what God does through prayer. And so, um, that's huge. You know, when you have someone who's been through trauma, um, you know, don't, don't discount that. No. Um, they may be going through things internally and everyone responds different, you know, so you can't say, well, this person responded like this. So why can't you respond like that? Everyone's different. And so, um, just being patient, being their friend, um, like I said, just little baby steps eventually, you know, get them to church. If they're not in church already, get them into church. And, um, I think just bear helping bear the burdens. Yeah. And I think, um, I think we need to, to I think we need to interject here too, is we're not looking to get you in the church to get you in the church. 
we're no into the building. We're, we're looking at getting you in the fellowship of God. Right. And see, right. when when I wasn't a born again Christian, Stephanie, I had this all wrong, you know. So for me, it was. You know, when someone said, man, we're going to get you in the church, they didn't stop and say, well, this, remember, Stephanie, I've said this maybe a hundred times to you in, in regards to this podcast, is that we don't want to just show people what they need to do. We want to tell them why. And, yes. I, and I think you were just explaining that. And the why is all those, there's a family, there's a hole yes. that, that's huge in us that only Christ can fill. And, and then yes. we're constantly working on ourselves and iron sharpeneth right. iron. And, you know, uh, brethren look out for brethren. The Bible tells us to prefer the brethren. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's that's significant. So what would you tell well, some, I think Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and if you, um, if you have someone... Um, who has PTSD, who needs help, or you would like to see get help. Um, Another great um, way to just start breaking through that shell, um, invite them, do what you can do. Um, We can get the information to you. Try to get them to one of our PTSD camps. Um, I know that was huge for me. That was one of my first trips after everything had happened was going to um, a Wounded Spirits camp. And that was huge because sometimes being around other people who are messed up encourages you. And it, it is, it was huge for my healing process to realize I'm not the only one who has flashbacks. I'm not the only one who wants to crawl in a hole and bury myself. Um, I saw grown men weeping and shaking as they gave their experiences of what had led to their PTSD. And it gave me hope that, okay, we're all in this together. We're all in this healing process. And so that's another way that you can reach out and help someone who, um, who doesn't see that good, who doesn't understand what God's doing. And that's a great way to just, you know, come with them, be be willing to sacrifice of your time and come with someone. And, um, but that's just another way, you know, sometimes people may be afraid to go with you to church. They may be afraid of being judged or looked at, Um, They may not get the whole family concept of what we mean by, you know, we have a family, you know, we go to church, it's, we hug each other, we love each other, we pray for each other. And people may not get that they may be scared, but they may go to a PTSD camp, where there's just other people, normal people, all going through junk, they all know they're messed up. And there's a comfort that comes with that of knowing I'm not alone in this struggle. Yeah, that's that's right. And, you know, for those of you who've been in the military and maybe your stressor uh, came from the military, the bond you had in the military, you feel like you'll never get again. And I'm telling you, you'll get it. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll get it at these camps. You'll get it at church. It's uh, it seems to me it's even a little bit greater. And I know some of you are thinking, well, uh, I mean, you were a sergeant major in the army and you're saying the bonds even greater. And I am. I think the bonds even greater. Uh to do these things. So that was good. And, 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 and I was going to say, what can we do for that person who's saying, you know, I'm not going to church. I, you know, they're just not ready. And, and, uh, what would you say for old, uh, old Johnny or Janie out there who, uh, you know, what can we do for them? I mean, where do we, where do we start? I'm not going to church. Where do we go? Then go to them. Yeah. If they don't want to come to church, then you go to them. Yeah. And, you know, that's Jesus went out. He went out into the highways and byways. He reached out to the woman at the well in John 4 
whose whose life was a mess, partly because of her fault, partly because not her fault. We don't know her whole story. God only gives us a tiny glimpse into her life. We have no idea all the circumstances that had led her to where she was that day Jesus met her. But Jesus went out of his way to meet her and to show her love and to reach out to her. And so, you know what? If someone won't come to church, that's okay. That's not what saves us anyway. It's it's the love of Christ and it's accepting his love and it's accepting his free gift of salvation. And so if, you know, go to them, take them a meal, sit down and pray with them, sit down and encourage them, sit down and show them from the Bible how they can have hope for different realms of life. And if you, if you say to God, you know, God, I want to make a difference. Give me your heart of compassion and God will do it. And he will clearly lead you. You know, every person is different. Every situation is different. And I think it's very important to, um, depending on, you know, the person you're trying to minister to, I think it's very important to try to learn as much as you can what their triggers would be. Um, because it's very easy to say things or do things with a very good intention or a good heart. And in the process, you may set off triggers that end up closing the person off even more. And so I think it's important to you know, be open with a person and say, hey, I want to help you. I want to love you. But I don't in any way, shape, or form want to say things that would trigger a flashback or trigger extra pain that would, you know, that would hurt the healing process and just be open. Um, because I'll be honest as someone with PTSD, there's not too many people who wanted to know early on from me, what should I not say to you? What, what have I said to you that has made this worse? I want to be there to help you. Um, the Hicks were that way. The Hicks very much wanted to know, what they would say that would encourage me, that would build me up. They in no way wanted to say anything that would be a trigger. And so just be wise, be very caring because you want to be a part of the healing process. You don't want to be a part of the trigger system. And you don't want to be nosy. You don't want to be nosy. Exactly. Well, you don't want to say something that leaves the person feeling like they got shoved up against a wall and And puts them in an awkward position. Yeah, and people will tell you so... Those of you who are listening, I, I know you might be, uh, you know, hearing our conversation back and forth and uh, you th- you might be thinking to yourself, well, here we are talking about Paul being in prison, Paul being in chains, Paul being through all these terrible things in his life are used for the furtherance of the gospel or are used to serve others. And some of you might be kind of scared. Well, that didn't happen overnight. Uh, Paul was uh, was blinded and and, uh, and, yeah. and 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 you know God got a hold of him and, and God may not call you to be the next apostle Paul. Matter of fact, he's not making apostles anymore. But I'm here to tell you that you can live a normal life, that you can be part of something bigger than yourself, that that God can take and mm-hmm. pull you out of the deepest, darkest ditch and and bring you to a good place. And just your last mm-hmm. word on that, Stephanie, before we transition out of. Uh, Monday's podcast here, but I, I mean, you know what? What's the magic sentence? I know I'm putting you on the spot again, and folks, I want you to know that I do this every single podcast. There's there's no prearranged questions. We she gets a she gets away from the kids up in a bedroom or something, and I mean we go. And uh, but anyway, uh, what's the what's the magic sentence you say to somebody if they're in in agreement to you know? Uh, to sit down and have a donut with you and a cup of tea or whatever. What's, 
What can you say to them? Well, the first thing I say to anyone who comes wanting help is there's always hope in Jesus. Yeah. He loves you. He died for you. Yeah. And if he loved you enough to die for you, to give his life, to save you from eternal punishment, he can give you life and hope for today, for tomorrow. He can heal you. So don't lose hope. Have faith in God and know that he has promised to bring beauty out of your ashes. And he will. Yeah, well, that's great. And in closing today, folks, let's go back to that first verse we looked at. But I, I, uh, but I would ye should understand. I'll tell you this: an eyeglass problem in me. I got to be upfront with you. But I would ye have you understand, <laughs> brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. So, brethren, let me tell you: there's things that have happened to you, and and I, we're so sorry for that. And and honestly, we're so sorry for everything you're going through, and that you had to go through this. But if you start looking at it as how you can use that, I assure you, it'll help you. I assure you, as we wrap up this 91st podcast, that there's a God in heaven that loves you. There's a God in heaven that will embrace you, that uh, will father the fatherless, will hold those who haven't been held. And, and, and I'm telling you, God's there for you. Trust him. Step out. Believe in him. And, and, uh, and I know he'll do it. Listen, we're thrilled to uh, have this opportunity to come into your homes and into your airways. And please make sure you stop by our Facebook page, Help the Wounded Spirits, or uh, and anything we could do, drop us a private message on our Facebook pages on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Uh, if we can talk about a certain subject, if you'd like to talk about with us or about uh, what you went through with us, we'd love to hear that. And uh, may God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at Wounded Spirits dot com.